0: Just keep this, yeah. Talk about this every time. It's <laughs> very well established what we're doing here. Everybody knows. I think the thing that we do best with this show is just keeping people in the loop, being very consistent with decisions. We're good about and housekeeping and, and sort of, yeah, yeah. housekeeping in a, yeah,
1: letting we, people know what the episodes are about. Absolutely, at the top. And
0: these are the only things that the things that I think for sure just elevates the podcast, yeah, in a general sense,
1: yeah. It's a very not freeform podcast. It's very no. organized. And I think that's sort of the. No room for
0: improvisation, yeah. which I think is best.
1: Well, guys, we are back with the show you've come to know. It's Audio he Presents <laughs> Views from
0: the Vault, Season 2. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, you we know need the name. This overarching umbrella for these little mini series that we're going to be trying to con- uh, keep to each season, although this one's obviously going to bleed over into the next one. But, you know, this is just how it goes here over to the next one. Well, as far as just like if we like think about these being within the span of a year and ending with our favorite records oh, of the year, we're going right. to end up just talking Roots into 23, which is fine. Yes, I mean, yeah. that's how these things go. I mean, we keep a, a relatively tight ship, but like, you know, there's very always just, show. There's just so much going on. It's hard to fit into one year, but uh you know what? Maybe we'll we'll hit it hard with our uh, next uh, Views from the vaults uh, series early in 23 after the Roots, but well, no promises not- there. I mean, we've got some ideas for who we're going to do next. It's just a matter of, you know, how tight. I guess we want to keep things, but I think that like, there probably aren't going to be, once we hit things fall apart, we're going to be cruising. I mean,
1: frankly, I think this is the best music related podcast on the market. I mean, you don't get guests like we have, you don't get the insight like we have, yeah. you don't get the in-depth stat analysis that we have you don't get the kind of like, flow you yeah. don't get you
0: don't get the, the the tone and the rhythm and the the, the way that uh, we just go navigating just you know sending it from completely unrelated navigating, topics yes. like you're not going to get like that, that on
1: indiecast you're not going to get that on fucking creative control you're not going to get that on uh the pitchfork review you're not going to yeah, get that on the little bit of
0: music they talk about in time crisis no get out of here you're not going to get not that on chance. time
1: crisis this is this is where the big dogs come to play this is this is where those guys are working to be Right you, know I mean? you know
0: what I never hear on that What It's just What they're jamming on From time to time <laughs> Like no, They're Beautiful never keep you in the loop segway. They're just They're <laughs> just fucking going into Whatever it, the hot indie topic Of the week In most cases I mean you know Certain records that like How could you possibly Not have a discussion about But they're not getting into The indie gritty talk just politics, like, In the moment wanna... What are my guys jamming on yeah. Danny man Has there been anything Besides a uh, like, uh, so we talked very briefly about uh, there being a lot of more records this year than records past that you've kind of been returning to. Has there been like... This has been a good year for ha- me have there been, uh, in terms yeah, of getting back in. As far as just, yeah, getting into stuff right now, has it, has it been a lot of just like kind of covering ground with uh, new stuff? Um,
1: yeah. I feel like just this year in general, I mean, we'll get into it when we do our best ofs at the end of the year. I feel like it's been like a, a year where I've found like a new generation of like kind of classic indie rock bands like which is like you know one of my favorite genres of all time like that real nineties indie rock that my bread and butter
0: indie rock and like a, a real kinda. yeah classic sort of sense not just like, like whatever like you would consider anything lo- even noise left the center but the specific nineties like kind of noisy indie rock.
1: the formula of like noisy guitars but like pretty melodies yeah. like Beatlesy songwriting but with just like feedback guitars and big fuzz pedals mm-hmm. and like yeah Built to Spill, Pavement, that kind of, anyways, um, so. Jamming on a bunch of that stuff this year, and I feel like I found, like, a new person to throw in that camp. I went and saw uh, Planes, the duo of uh, Katie Crutchfield from Waxahachie and Jess Williamson. Saw them at Majestic Theater uh, with McCray, and uh, the opening act was MJ Lenderman, who I had heard about a bunch. For, and, like, he was always framed in a way where I was like, oh, I'm going to like this guy. like. Mm-hmm. But I had never listened to his music, and I, I always love when that happens, too, when you get to see them live for the first time. Oh, is yeah. It's like a first way to take it in. Yeah. It's absolutely. just like a fuller it's, picture, kind of.
0: Well, it's, yeah, certainly, even with like uh, their most recent sort of record, I think it's a, a fuller picture, definitely a more probably accurate just sort of picture of just where they're, again, just as an artist, kind of, because again, there, there is that sort of just in the moment being able to kind of just, you know, work things through in real time. And like, you know, however long ago those songs were actually written and laid down, it's still that much longer from when the record actually came out. Yeah. And there's still like, yeah, just so much, especially. Again, artists that are younger in their career and that are yeah, changing a more rapid pace, I mean, I think the, the live experience is, yeah, probably – you're, you're going to get so much more from that and not having any frame is cool. But I can, so, I can
1: look you in the eye. I can see the cut of your jib. Can, yeah. <laughs> um, but but was,
0: have you – so I we talked about this a little bit, but you, like Boat Songs was like the big uh, record that um, came out. For this year, this year, I think. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm just starting to do the work of getting in, but he blew me away live. He reminded me of like uh, Neil Young and Pavement. like It was just like pedal steel. That's a sweet
0: combination of just so your all-time favorites. Noisy just like yeah. really sweet melodies, but just like Everything a real kind of a real noise. slow
1: tempo, just like a... <laughs> but uh, it was... Yeah, blew me away. Uh, really like laid back vibe to kind of like a slacker aesthetic kind of thing. I was... I was feeling it um so yeah i've been getting into that album a little bit uh what about you what have you been jumping on
0: um i think um the biggest thing really i might be talking about this uh in the next couple of weeks uh that i've been really kind of getting into is this record endure by special interest and i'm sure that like this is gonna be a record that i was gonna I probably yeah at the very least sort of like recommend at some point down the line but uh their new orleans four piece i believe yeah they played um sunday patrol a couple years ago when you had taken off, I believe. So they were one of the first acts, I think, in, when we went in 2020, or 21, rather. Um, but yeah, they're really, kind of mixed, like, punk and, like, disco and kind of house music into this really, like, intense, clubby, kind of uh, aggressive music. And uh, yeah, they're, they've are they got just really just great hooks. Uh, they're very, like, tight and um, have just a, a, sort of a great, like, kind of, I mean, there's definitely, you know, a strong kind of left to spend with the music. It's very just unabashedly uh you know coming from that sort of uh, frame of mind but it's uh it's sort of like striking in that like it's i think incredibly just immediate and easy to get into but like just yeah very raw and have moments of just you know like just yeah just incredible vigor and great you know malicious kind of you know that that's sort of a feel to it in that way like unabashedly uh you know, confrontational and uh yeah th- this record endures their third uh, i think they're all worth listening to this one is definitely like I think the strongest of the three and uh, like a really good sort of jumping off point Um, I I feel like we had talked about them maybe in the past Are you familiar with this band at all no okay yeah I'll
1: Uh, check this out
0: yeah I think this and then passion of which came out in 2020 I believe that's also a very good record but yeah this one I think that there are a handful on here at least that I think that you would really enjoy
1: if you had to do just off the top of the dome one of my favorite games though like put two artists together and it makes this artist who would it be who would you say
0: Oh, man, that's a really good question. I mean, with them, too, because they do kind of uh, operate in this lane of things that I just feel like I've never – that I just, yeah, don't really kind of hear thrown together quite like that. I mean, I feel like it's uh, maybe like – like a – sort of uh like it's it's, it's sort of splits the difference between kind of like a mannequin pussy and like a frankie knuckles or something like that like take like a really like classic kind of dj and then some like very like just raw really fucking raw punk band and kind of fuse them that way i mean yeah i don't know they're again they they are sound like so much like just a lot of just yeah very well-defined uh sort of seemingly disparate genres and like again like i can't think of yeah that many like they just de- definitely occupy a lane that is really unlike anything else that i'm aware of and be very curious yeah you're kind of just it doesn't yeah i mean i definitely want to hear what you think and like just again thinking about sort of uh yeah like the, the more that i think about it the more i'm just like yeah, i really i'd like love to get into a lot of stuff that did kind of operate in this uh sort of wheelhouse but like there's really no- nothing else that you know, i can think of at the moment but yeah they're they're fucking tight very good live definitely want to catch them again soon it's gonna be cool to see kind of where they progress from here but definitely one of the more exciting bands that i've listened to in the last handful of years but uh, hell yeah okay um, yeah how do uh as far as uh yeah just the the live show circuit stuff are concerned i mean they uh I, i've talked about them being pretty tight but they do seem like they um are more on the opposite end of something like the roots, where like. There is this really tightly uncontrolled controlled energy, but you do feel like it could unravel at varying points depending on like the fever pitch of any of their particular songs at the moment, whereas the roots are a band that again like they're both thrilling live for these specific reasons these pull ends of like that level of control where it's like the roots like had incredible energy but i never you never felt like it was kind of kind of run like you know fall off the rails in that way where it was like oh they're, like they're just such seasoned veterans special interest are a pretty young band and like they sound i thought very good live but like definitely are not like you know the seasoned vets that a band like the roots are and to you know that sort of degree and it was uh like yeah again thrilling I've kind of seeing both of them for Know, reasons mm-hmm. along those uh, lines, but like, um, it'd be interesting. I yeah, think about like if you had caught the roots at oh, the point in time of Illidolf uh, Half Life, this record that we're going to be talking about today, because that was their third record, and I'd imagine that was still just a very, I mean, nice a lot, nice lot, lot, lot of different, <laughs> thank you, a yeah. lot of different members in the band at that point in time, but um, or, yeah, different than what they, when we saw them, and like, just you know, again, we've mentioned this a bunch throughout their history, they've had a lot of different lineup shifts, but like this record. Definitely, I mean, I think one of the more striking characteristics of this, especially compared to the earlier two, uh, Do You Want More and Organics, is that it's got a much darker, more intense, very, like, a little bit more meticulous and well-crafted kind of sound, but, like, it has a much heavier swing to it. It's not quite as, like, warm and feel-good as, like, both those records are. And, like, it's a band that, or a sound that, like, I do think would uh, be one of those that, like, really... Is a stark departure, at least from what we're, we were familiar with seeing them live.
1: Dylan, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because that is something I noticed too, and I have that in my notes. Um, no, because no, because I think like, taking
0: them like, live about that time, I, th- I th- it, we would just have such a different opinion of like how the roots are. As a yeah,
1: band. But that part you said about the album sounding like darker too um, from the the two before it, organics, and uh, do you want more? Yeah, it, like the one thing I noticed that I was interested in was that it came out in 1996 and. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first put it on, I was like, oh, this reminds me a little bit of, like, Stakes is High by, uh, mm. by De La Soul. And so I looked, and Stakes is High had come out, like, literally the month before it. Okay. And sure. not I'm not trying to say that they were copying them at all. No. But there's this interesting way where both of their careers take this, like, trajectory of, like, very kind of positive, I feel like, jazz inflected, like, early on. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, I feel like a sense of positivity. Yeah, of the, no,
0: they, they both have a very – both their debuts, and, I mean – For really the first two Roots albums and... um, I mean, Daylight's not as
1: jazz-inflected, but, you know, they're they're, they're of a shared world.
0: There's a a really warm, feel-good, like, just feel to them. They're really... Yeah, positivity. Yeah, they feel Uh, like just optimistic, communal sort of experiences that, like... I mean, they're... Yeah, I mean, there's a very striking departure with both of these. Both those records specifically. I mean, you can notice a notable tonal shift. And there's a
1: third one, too, to that component of A Tribe Called Quest puts out Beats, Rhymes, and Life that year which is also their like widely considered like dark album i mean like the first yeah. single called stressed out like all of the songs are just kind of about like there anyways what i'm getting at is it feels like to me if i can just like sort of force a narrative but i do think sort of exists there um is like this arc of like it reminds me of like almost like the 60s like flower power sort of which the de la soul had that image kind of a little bit but they also pushed against it yeah
0: i was gonna say it seemed like that was definitely something that like was that. really kind of thrust upon them and again i
1: mean they did use flowers and they did use very colorful stuff and peace signs i mean they played into it a little bit they had sort of a mm-hmm. hippie aesthetic and then they just pushed back i think they just didn't want to be like solely thought
0: of as well that, yeah i think
1: solely it was, pun intended
0: yeah there you go yeah no that that's really what that was i mean uh, yeah the the choice of like yeah their own aesthetics themselves it's like it absolutely leans into that but yeah, that, not that, that the roots had but, that well, but I think that there is a similar thing of just that this is like a kind of a, a sobering kind of clap back at it, like a lot of just like industry strife and a lot it, of just like frustration with their sort of position and like what like creatively, I mean, again, just all sorts of interpersonal tensions and stuff. I mean, it, it's, I,
1: I bring up the 60s thing because it reminds me a lot of like the the arc of those artists, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul roots where the first few albums are all very like positive and like kind of like colorful. And anyways, reminds me of like that like... A classic narrative of like the 60s Super positive like we believe we're gonna change The world and like they also all of those records Had like very positive like social messages too, mm-hmm. right? between them like shared together of Like pot like both like Cultural positivity and just like people Coming together yeah I mean um, it was
0: a- Absolutely yeah it was a focal point Or like at least like that was again like Just part of the overall atmosphere of all yeah. these albums For sure the,
1: the way going into the 70s Though that shifts and there's like this Dark realization of like not everything went the way we thought it would. Like, it didn't... Yeah, I am i don't know. There just seems to be with, like, these 96 hip-hop records from that thing, from that sort of sound, like, this real just, like... And I'm curious. Like, I was trying to look into, like, historical context of, like, if it anything big had happened, but it does just seem... I guess it's just, like, the waves of their careers, maybe. Yeah,
0: and that, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, is because I would, like... You look at, like... Again, think about this being the 90s. Every, they each have a couple records on their belts, and, like, I don't know if... Again, like, I... Wasn't I? I didn't uh, like read anything about like there, you know, being again just like deaths as far like if it, you know I don't was ninety six when Tupac was killed.
1: I think it was ninety seven. Ninety seven. Um,
0: okay, because I was gonna say like Biggie, Tupac, anything like again just in sort of culture in general. I mean, it. I think a lot of it really just was uh, like it, it. seemed like yeah, just again, uh, part sobering reality of just again like sort of growing up, becoming older, and like, having these uh just the weight of just the, again the sort of uh, label expectation like both both yeah de la soul and uh um the roots were not groups that i think yeah were selling particularly well throughout these periods and like i mean we're definitely i'm sure like just having to deal with a lot of just the confront like being boxed in and having these preset notions of what they were doing artistically when they were both you know trying to evolve with their own clip and uh, with the record like um, "Illadelph Half Life." I mean, they were definitely moving beyond just the uh, the basic uh, you know, instrumental kind of stuff that they had. They were incorporating a lot of just like beats into this music as well. And like, yeah. Jay Dilla's uh, there was one song back here produced by the Unma, which was uh, I think Q Tip and Ali oh, no, Dilla. Oh, um, uh, the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
1: I don't remember how to pronounce it. I um,
0: but like. So, I, I think, like, that was one song in particular, uh, Itai, towards the end, but, like, his influence was definitely on this quite a bit. Like, the Neil Soul stuff was starting to burble up. I mean, they yeah, were definitely... Yeah, D'Angelo's
1: on here. Yeah, that's right. Common. Yeah. You see the, like, Common was on there as well, and starting to, like, yeah. shape.
0: Yeah, so you could definitely see a lot of that, like, influence happening on here as well, and I I... Which is, that like, I, sort
1: of that, just that next... Wave. I mean, Q-Tip's part of that, too, so, like, it is yeah. just sort of that next mm-hmm. wave of, like,
0: this is really just where hip hop and soul were kind York, of ha- where the that native was happening.
1: Tongues kind of yeah, m- energy migrates to in a way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The native tongue and like it's it's interesting because it's um, I'm really looking forward to you reading that uh, Dilla time book. Mm-hmm. I know, just finished that fairly recently, but there's a lot of discussion about like yeah, at this point in time the. Uh, relationship between, yeah, Q Tip and Questlove and Jay Dilla and like D'Angelo coming into the fold. And so there was just a lot of cross, like, collaboration with all these artists in common as well as their lives. Yeah, he's all over this. Someone who I've never listened to. <laughs> I just Sadie? have seen that name my yeah, whole life yeah. and just have no That's fucking right. idea. He's just all over it. I gotta do my you homework, love. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a really exciting time. And I don't know, again, I wish I had done some more reading as far as just like how what the tensions were within the band because it did seem like, yeah, Questlove was just increasingly, uh, working with other artists and kind of yeah just as a producer developing his own sound that like the roots were not really the priority at least immediately if you just look at what he was doing that they were on uh, the first couple of records and it just it, it is curious to think of just what kind of tension that might have existed there and like with just obviously him and thought and everybody else and um so yeah it, i think um Storch isn't on this record. He had quit by this point. I from what, what I was think...
1: reading it sounds like there was like a little bit of contribution on like some songs. There? But okay. was like, yeah, like I think he was either out by the time it came out or mm-hmm. midway during the process. Malik's still
0: in the band at this point. So like there there it's still like um yeah, obviously like a lot of the old time players are on this sort of record, but like I don't think Malik's on that anymore, more, certainly by after the things fall apart or um he would have been out of the band so like there's still like that very like like sort of yeah classic kind of roots you know general setup but like it's very much you know becoming uh yeah just it's its own sort of thing like there's the influence of a lot of other things are pulling in different directions and i think that like this is one of those records where uh it's um pretty it's still like really kind of tight and i mean much more of um that kind of like jazz rap uh sort of uh sound overall than i kind of remember being but like they're definitely a band in flux right now and it's a cool record of just again where things we kind of end up on things fall apart i mean this is probably i think it really is in my opinion one of their better records but um not a great one to kind of start with like i think uh, do you want more is definitely still just like a oh this is like a kind of like front to back super easy to just kind of jump into and listen to and like do
1: you prefer that one if you had to I
0: honestly don't know. I've been going back and forth on it a lot. I think like I I overall right now I like Do You Want More but I think Ill Dove Half Life is like slowly gaining like a lot of traction for me. I mean
1: there's some great songs that I love uh I love what they do. What they do
0: is incredible. That that's like the big one where it's like oh they are just moving out of something else entirely here. I
1: love episodes. Man, I mean yeah there's just I mean there's some fucking bangers
0: in here. Uh I, I will, it starts off first. I mean, again, this is I another can, one where I think it is a little bit more front loaded, and then the hypnotic with D'Angelo is great. I like it a lot towards the end, that one that Dilla produced. But yep, uh,
1: yep, with Q-Tip on it.
0: Uh yeah, that's right. But yeah, no, what they do, pull up or push up Yolanda, and then section and respond, react. Like it, it's, I think, a little bit more front loaded. But like, and like all their albums, I don't say up to this point, like it's still kind of overly long. Some of the tracks like overstay their welcome, and you know, not everything is. You know just kind of super tight and like well yeah just it's uh yeah a little bit drags just a little bit in a general sense but like i mean most of the stuff is very very compelling but what were you gonna say
1: i think for me i'm taking it i'm taking do you want more also
0: yeah yeah i figured it was probably had to be the case
1: a shared thing yeah it is tough, though, because, like, there is, like, I like them. You can feel the movement of where they're going towards things fall apart. And I do feel like like we touched upon in the last episode a little bit, like, you, it does feel like where all of those other groups that we were just talking about of, like, from, like, that era of hip hop, like jazz and hip hop, where they're all kind of, like, reaching their end at this point. The roots are just getting going. And, like, you can tell with this record that, like, they're starting to get ready for, like, what the next generation is going to sound like and they're like putting it into play and it's like
0: yeah because i mean of a lot of their contemporaries, nobody we talked about the last one a little bit but like yeah there was nobody else that really of their contemporaries that kind of made that sort of leap and were continuing to like really release records if at all but like records that like you know were be able to sort of that didn't feel like kind of you know just mission returns in somewhere and out there like they continued for quite a while to you know release things that it just there was a very interesting sort of evolution and uh did not you know sort of mind the same sound from record to record i mean there was a a really sort of interesting shift and you know most people would say that yeah again it um sort of uh yeah it hits its uh peak with uh things fall apart which is the, their fourth record the next one that we're talking about but even like phrenology has it like there's still a very clear interesting evolution there i mean that's like you know Really, their most like abrasive, kind of just hard-hitting, intense. Is that
1: when I know that's when Captain Kirk enters the fold. I believe ride. that's right. Is yeah, that when? Yeah. Is when? When do we get Tuba Gooding Jr. in the mix?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I remember like looking Tracing through the, the roster initially. and be like, "What the fuck? can't be Yeah, incredible. I, I. There's a great no YouTube idea, video. But, uh, it's
1: like I think it's like bonus Fallon content where they go through how they all got their names.
0: Man, that's a yeah, that's that premium Fallon content that I need. If, I, it, if there's so, any reason to watch Fallon, Fallon Patreon, go, go deep on the roots members. But do
1: you have his Patreon? It's just him alone in his apartment. Fallon. Yeah, just do it. Just making content.
0: Oh, that's all, cool. No I'm kidding. That no, sounds I'm super kidding. fun. Yeah, I should definitely be hopping on that. Um, man, it's just every time i think about it the fact that they've been doing that since 2014 it just seems so fucking wild to me that again just almost 10 years go, going on nine years of fucking fallon uh dominant you know house band dominance it's pretty wild it's in the you listen to a record like Yellow of half-life and again it's it seemed much more likely with something like do you want more now we're getting a period where it's just like no they're way too fucking weird and cold and um it's just like i i it's hard to imagine that leap having happened but um yeah just Amazing career, I really, uh, yeah,
1: it's from Illadelph Half Life to the <laughs> to the big stage.
0: <laughs> really, really, just yeah, a thirty I, rock. Fuck, dude. <sighs> uh, yeah, at some point it's gonna happen again. I don't know what festival we're gonna have to go to, but we're gonna catch the roots again. It just might it might be uh, more of a hike.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you brought, like you mentioned before, like I, I would be curious to know like what the live show at this point in time kind of looked like. Like I'm curious if it was them. Still, were they working in any covers at that point in time? I feel like they wouldn't have been. I feel like it would have been closer to like a traditional setup of just playing your own songs, right? That's what I would have to
0: imagine. I mean, like, but I'm
1: also curious if they would do like what I think made that set so special where they interweave it all into one long, unending show.
0: Yeah, that's a good question because it seemed like a lot of, um, yeah, just like the the covers and their specific kind of like, yeah, tongue in cheek. Tongue-in-cheek sort of choices, like they're running up there. Like a lot of that showmanship, like element of like mm. that show, I think was probably could see definitely honed, you know, post Fallon. But like, yeah, at this point, like the way that their like flow, sets flow and that, yeah, if it kind of worked like a sweet in that way, was like, you know, outros that just bled into everything. And yeah, it's it, it would have been really interesting because again, it's like a, uh, yeah, just it's such a sort of different sound, obviously a different band altogether. And like I, I just be. Yeah, very curious to hear what that sounded like, but it would have been, yeah, obviously really cool just even with this few records that have you know existed at this point in time to see him kind of play a set like that where it was just like seamlessly navigating between songs from those first three records but having it just you know work a sweet work like a suite that way and even if it didn't again in that way change from night to night, it's like that's a pretty you know remarkable sort of set, especially for a band that early on, but yeah, I really like. Yeah, I need to do some research with some of the if they're like what that the early Looking to see if we can find some live shows. Yeah, Yeah.
1: well, they've got that live album too. That right.
0: When did that come out? Uh, Let's find that out. Let me do a little live search here. That's if we end up doing one that talks just strictly on the live stuff. That's gotta. I mean, that's all we're gonna be getting into is just any the roots come alive.
1: Uh, It came out. 1999 okay perfect wow. i was gonna
0: say one how do they only have one of these but also that's exactly what i'm looking for in 99 that's... wow
1: pitchfork gave it a 5.7 be curious to Ooh. find out who wrote that Ooh. review in 99
0: yeah. interesting
1: taylor m clark anyways um let me at least let's look at the set list here a little bit come out live at the t connection the next movement step to the realm proceed mellow my man love my life the ultimate yeah i mean this is a pretty assailant yeah, man like, uh you Blended got me. What cool. you want we got? Yeah.
0: That's a must for sure.
1: They bring out common, unless it's just saying the song featuring I'm not sure we'll have to take a look into that, but
0: Yeah, it sounds like they're they're way overdue for a live document.
1: It was recorded in Zurich. Oh, it's oh, so it's not just one show. Okay, it's a mixture of shows. Okay, You've got cool. Zurich, Switzerland. Interesting, Switzerland's on here because uh, this is the album where they make the...
0: Michigan and Switzerland? Mich- yeah, yeah, Michigan I wonder right.
1: what their relationship to Switzerland is. I'll have to DM Quest. Yeah, because it's What's like... What's up with you I think the Swiss, that, bro? <laughs> I think
0: the... I mean, I don't know how much of a the Michigan thing was not Adilla, but certainly... Uh, yeah, the Like It's like they they definitely... Again, like I don't get it. I'm just speculating here. I don't know to what extent this is true, but like, would would not be surprised at all if it was a situation where they were just getting so much more love in Europe that it wasn't even close. Yeah, like just I mean, really this, like.
1: It's also I'm wondering if now it's also possible this live album came out after, uh Half Life." If there's any chance that just that line somehow gave them some crossover in Switzerland, <laughs> probably not. But it'd be would love to picture From that. Michigan to
0: Switzerland. <laughs> You got, tell us. We love you.
1: That's a German accent. Um,
0: From us to Eldolf Half Life. Mm -hmm. Ecstasy out. Ecstasy
1: out.